0: All right, welcome to The Cabin. This is our new studio, and uh, we are here in October. It is the season of all things pumpkin and spice and everything nice. Oh, yeah. However, <laughs> however we're here today to talk about something that has been controversial in the church for decades, and that is Halloween. Yes, Halloween. Do we participate in Halloween or don't we? Because as Christians, there's got to be a right answer. So that's our topic today, guys. Um, This is Dave, this is Dewey, and we are the Behind the Mic Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Let's dig in. Uh, I don't even know where to start. I, I I I think initially when I started doing a little research, I thought that this was based on a pagan holiday. And there's some truth to that, mm-hmm. but um and, and I think that what we really want to do is to get you to think about about the holiday itself um, give you a little bit of background on it and help you to understand um where do you stand on it and I, and I think we'll find that there's a little bit of freedom there so yeah. I did a little research Halloween is number the number two celebrated holiday in the United States right behind Christmas Wow um That's like 21 billion dollars was spent in 2022 on Halloween. Um That's a lot of money generated for uh stuff regarding You one can day. see
1: it. I mean, there's been a, a growth in decorating outside for Halloween like you go down Main Street in our hometown and it's like, you know, people have lights out, skeleton skeleton, whatever, you know, all this bigger stuff. Bigger and bigger too. Yeah. They keep
0: getting bigger and more technology. um, Some of it is pretty amazing um, in and of itself, not necessarily uh, what is being um, displayed. But I have a theory why it's the second most popular. Why is that?
2: It's kind of like the freebie holiday. All right. You don't have to deal with family. You don't have to host Thanksgiving. You don't have to deal with the drama. You don't have to deal with the traditions of Christmas and Easter it's like the one day where it's like you don't have to have people in your house. You get to go to your neighbors and then basically coerce them to give you treats
0: uh, at the uh, at the threat of a trick. So you know you know what I always I always thought trick or treat was you walk up you knock on the door ring the doorbell and you say trick or treat meaning either show me a trick or give me a treat. But actually I think what I read was it's actually if you don't give me a treat I'm going to trick you which. Essentially meant i 'm going to do something to your home, whether it's toilet paper or i don 't know what it was back then. this goes back to celtic days and yeah and it, it goes back way way far uh, down the road but um Dave, I think I think you're our resident Halloween expert, yes, uh, I think we figured that out before we started yeah. here, so um, I'm going to lean on you <laughs> tell us so so really the holiday it, it is actually rooted in um, in in Christianity yeah um All Hallows Day, is that correct? All Hallows Day is the 1st of November, and All
2: Hallows Eve is the eve before, which is contracted to Halloween, All Hallows Eve. And it's like Christmas Eve for Christmas, basically. Yeah. 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 And uh, so, a little bit of the history of it. uh, Originally, um, before it became really official, there was a day around that time when Christmas Christians would recognize and remember martyrs who died for their faith. And then I think it's around the 6th, 7th, 8th century, around there. I think it was Pope Gregory or whatever. So kind of when Christianity became mainstream, um, the emperor gave uh, the Roman pantheon, which was the place of worship of all the Roman gods, and they gave it to you know the Christian leader, the Pope Gregory at that time. And Pope Gregory basically said, all right, this is, uh, let, we're going to make this a church now. And instead of honoring, um, instead of honoring, uh, you know, the different gods, we're going to honor Mary, and we're going to honor um, the martyrs, and eventually became just kind of all the saints, all the heroes of of Christianity. And of course, you know, through the dark ages and all that, it gets really, really like Catholic and weird, and then it starts to get like um, really funky because people started venerating these saints and kind of like treating them almost yeah. like gods, right? Yeah. And and you have all that mess uh, kind of as Catholicism kind of just got syncretized and mixed in with, you know, other, other things. Uh, but then you had the Reformation happen, right? Martin Luther, he nailed his 99, wait, uh, 95 point the thesis on October 31st. And he did that intentionally on the eve before All Saints Day. And he did that because he knew that the next day, that's when they bring out the relics of all these saints and they would venerate the saints and so he did it particularly kind of just to draw the line in the sand and saying we should not be doing indulgences we should not be praying to the saints we should not be making a big deal about these relics and so uh protestants after that um also celebrated it as like reformation day in fact for a long time in Ger- germany right that's where luther was you know it's like they would do trick-or-treating where you get a donut and they didn't give you a a trick But it's like, uh, it was a Christian thing, very much a Christian thing. But he had some Celtic influence, and then he had some pagan influence. But I think if you go through the whole history of Halloween, it's always been, there's been Christian influence, but there's also been other, you know, pagan stuff. And again, kind of like being a freebie holiday, people did whatever they wanted. So it became this mess that we have today. And now it's super commercialized. So you got that too.
1: So the the whole, I don't know, skeletons, witches, was that an American phenomenon or was that something that came out of venerating the dead?
2: Yeah, it was, it was largely Celtic from my research. And what that means is like, yeah, I mean, you know, it's like England, Ireland, all that kind of stuff. Um, there's this influence of pagan practices uh, where, yeah, it's kind of like you have the, the, the Day of the Dead, right? It's like they would honor the dead and, and all that kind of stuff mixed into it as well. Uh, and so it it kind of became this mixed Christian, pagan, harvest festival, free-for-all, now it's commercialized. Uh, You know, the Catholics, you know, it's a big deal for Catholics. It's also a big deal for Protestants. And so it's kind of one of those days where it's like anybody (laughs) from the West, were pagan or not, you know, kind of had some input on this holiday
0: yeah and I, and I read too that the the masks and things like that were to uh, so there would be one day uh, this is where it gets really pagan uh, yeah. kind of weird uh, where the where the dead spirits would come back to earth. And you didn't want them to recognize you, so you would put a mask on or you would uh, do something like that. So, there's a little bit of, of that. Like you said, it's kind of like the great American melting pot, right? You just take mm-hmm. all these things and throw them together and call it Halloween. Mm-hmm. And, and it really is whatever you want it to be. But I think the point that you're trying to make is that um, I think a lot of times as American Christians, we try to demonize that holiday. And um, you know, and, and I think it's okay to have the freedom to do what you want and to celebrate it how you want. Um, but I, I think it's also important to understand that because of the freedom that we have in Christ, um, it gives us a little bit of freedom. Like my kids went trick or treating. we We took them to houses that we knew. They didn't. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> yeah. they didn't, they didn't dress up like, witches and uh goblins and and all the the crazy stuff it was usually an ohio state football player and an ohio state cheerleader or something like that you know um and i don't know that that really
1: makes a difference anyway um i think i think where it gets it starts to get dangerous is when we start to play around with this spiritual realm Mm, yeah right and so i'm thinking about you know um we were just talking before we started recording about you know um, people that kind of get obsessed with that spiritual realm. I had a, right. I had a friend that um, a neighbor of mine who would go to like these different haunted house kind of like prisons and, mm. yeah. and houses around, you know, the state or around this region. And they would, they'd have high tech equipment and they would yeah. try to record and, and he'd show me like, Oh, you see this, this is an orb, you know, and this is the spiritual realm. And, 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 I literally, I remember saying to him, I was like, I was like, yeah, that might be real, yeah. and he was caught off guard by that, mm-hmm. that. That I thought it was real because I do believe in the spiritual realm. Yeah, there are demons, Absolutely. and and but playing around with that, you know, as it pertains to do we do trick or treat or not? I think we we want to be sensitive on one side that we're not going to be legalistic and right. we can't take our kids to go get some candy on the other side. We don't want to be Mm -hmm. like toying around with the spiritual realm. And I remember them, sorry to do this, but another story, the most terrifying night I had, like when I was a kid, I went to my buddy's house and this kid was, he he just was always on the edge. You know, he's always looking to get in trouble. And he was telling me (laughs) there was something you wrote on a mirror right and it and he was telling me stories about levitating Mm -hmm. and i was new in my faith i was like i was probably like 13 or something and i was pretty serious about my faith at that age but i just remember feeling this this like oppression yeah and the kid really struggled um as he got older with you know drugs and and things like that and it's just like i think this stuff's real man and it's it was i was i think sensing some some spiritual
0: stuff yeah and i think you're right i think i think um i I think we all three agree and i know some of you out there probably will disagree with us on on how you handle that um practically as uh, especially as a parent um with your kids we have trunk or treat we have Mm -hmm. harvest festivals at churches and all that i think really our take at least the three of us probably are um you know you dress up you have fun you get candy and you can get a bellyache because you ate too much candy. But I think that's the extent to what we take it. But we do know that there are people out there who really pour a lot into this, not for the commercial part, not for decorations, regardless of what you put up, but for the spiritual aspect of that, because that is that is very real. And I think uh, in one episode, uh, I would like to bring somebody in that knows about the occult that can help us to understand that better. But for now, we'll keep it surfacy and talk just about the Halloween aspect. And I think um, I was just in Orlando this past week. Now, this is really it it was just really cool uh, in the sense that we were talking. We're going to talk about this um, when I get back. And so I'm driving down the road in Orlando and I look off to the right In this parking lot. And remember the old photo mats? Yeah. Just be a little two by four shack in the middle of a parking lot where you drop Mm -hmm. your film off or buy film and come back and get your pictures later. It looked like that. But it said, drive through fortune telling. And I was like, that's unique. (laughs) So... A lot of questions about that. <laughs>
1: talk, about, talk about Americanizing <laughs> no,
0: something. I'm kidding. I was like, wow, that's pretty, yeah. Uh, there was no one in line, thankfully. But, um, you know, I think that we can look at things like that. And people, like people in Orlando probably are going, oh, yeah, we've got those around. And I think that we can look at things like that and become so desensitized to it mm-hmm. that pretty soon it's like the frog in the kettle. Like we all of a sudden it doesn't matter as much. We talked in the past growing up in youth group about horoscopes and Ouija boards and things. And, um, you know, those were dangerous things. And like, well, it, they're just, it's just for fun. And I think that's what you're alluding to. Yeah,
1: I think you start opening yourself up to the spiritual realm. My buddy going on ghost hunts. Yeah. It's like you're you're opening up to the spiritual realm and I think it can be dangerous. Yeah. Um, you know, when I think about, spiritual warfare and things like, like that in the Bible, you know, our battles, not against flesh and blood, but against the powers and principalities. I wonder if a lot of the spiritual warfare that we come encounter or like we come up against or encounter, it isn't like somebody flailing around on the floor, but somebody that's, that's influenced by this spiritual realm that they can't see that they think is just fun. But, but in their day to day, like it's influencing how they think and, yeah. you know, their, their minds are captivated by fear. And, and I, I think
2: there's an element to this where I, I, I don't know if most Christians have to disagree with us if they don't celebrate Halloween, because it's almost like the meat sacrifice to idols kind of issue. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's like, if you know someone who was like into the occult, right. Or came out of that world and came to Christ um, whatever it is that you were deceived by or enslaved to in the past, you want nothing to do with it. And that is absolutely the best and right thing for you to do. That's right. Right. And if, and if you know the dangers of right uh, going off into, you know, the, the mystery of the spiritual world where it's just nothing but deception and nothing but, anything that you can really understand. And if God saved you out of that, of course, you don't want to celebrate this stuff. Of course, you want to protect your family from it. And so it's kind of one of those things where it's like, probably the place of of ultimate agreement should be like, look, here's the history of it. Understand that there are some people who say, like, there's there's some Christian influence in it. And so just like Easter or Christmas— You could probably say it's like, well, there's pagan and commercial influence. And that's like, of course there is just like there is Halloween. So think of it as a missionary. What are you going to do with it? So that's a different way of looking at it instead of like, should you, should you, or shouldn't you more like, can it be good to, can it be good for you to do something with this holiday where you can meet your neighbors and your kids can have fun. Or you can use it to protect your family or to educate them on like, this is why we don't celebrate it. And if that's the answer to the question, then it's going to look different for different families. And that's kind of like what we're going for. I think the big thing is just Don't go crazy like condemning other people for having a different opinion. That goes for someone who might go trick-or-treating. I should not look down on my brother who doesn't want anything to do with that. At the same time, they need to be like, this is my brother in Christ, and they're doing it, and I'm not going to look down on him because he's a pastor, and he's hanging out with his kids, and they're taking candy from their neighbors.
1: Do you think there's a line, is there a line that crosses when we do start to engage in Maybe some of the more pagan kind of rituals, like so. We're not, in my mind, there's a difference between my kids dressing up like a high state football player or cheerleader, and my child dressing up like a warlock, and my daughter as a as a witch, and you know, yeah, quoting some kind of like, oh, it's just fun, yeah, right.
0: So I have a story, and 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 it's funny because I would have been about thirteen too. Okay, so my family was attending a, a Southern Baptist church. It was Halloween time. Um, they had a haunted house that you would go from room to room, which were Sunday school rooms. And it was, it was all for fun. There was nothing really super scary about it. The scariest part was like putting your hands in the dark, putting your hands in a bowl of, of eyeballs, which were grapes and things like that, you know. Um, but the the thing that kind of creeped me out was in the in the meeting hall with all the adults and the kids and everybody. They had everybody sit around the edge of the wall of that big room, and they sat down, you know, on the floor, and they were handed dinner plates. Everybody had a dinner plate. And they said, okay, now the lights are going off. Now take your hand and circle around the bottom of that plate. And then they said, okay, now take your other hand and circle it around the bottom of the plate. Now set your plates down in front of you carefully. Now reach out and touch your neighbor and slide your hand down their face and grab a hold of their chin and blah, blah, blah. And I was getting creeped out about it, okay? Weird. And I'm thinking, this is this is not really conducive to a church event. <laughs> then the lights came on, and they had put soot on the bottom of the plates, so everybody had black all over their face, and that was the fun part of it. But I, I remember as a 12, 13-year-old kid going, I felt kind of sick to my stomach. I felt yeah. like this is not right. And I think that – I really think that I was—I was a believer, and I think that was the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. going.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. This is not okay. Now I know that that was a great church, and uh, I know that the purpose behind that was just for everybody to have fun. But um, I do believe we need to be sensitive as believers to things like that. Um, my question is: Can we, as believers, uh, and this maybe goes into the occult episode, but can can we be influenced? by the demonic as believers. Do you guys have an answer to that? I think it's a better question is of, I think a better way of addressing it is if you're a believer,
2: you have been influenced by the demonic. That's the old person, yeah. right? And so the the truth is, is that Satan has put a hook in the mouth of every individual and in every nation throughout history. This is the fall of humanity and drug them in allegiance to him and his promise is, you don't have to worship me, just don't worship God. Hmm. Whatever that looks like. Yeah. And so the truth is, each and every one of us, whether we're super hyper aware of it or not, have been part of that. Yeah. And so I would say, yeah, absolutely. E- each and every one of us, that old self and that old way of seeing the world, that was absolutely demonic. I mean, that's what James says. Wisdom that's earthly is demonic. Yeah. And it's just straight up. Mm-hmm. So anything that was earthly, anything from the old life that was demonic now not to say that there's not some good in it but it was twisted it was distorted right for self-leadership
1: or the worship of other things other than god or yeah. so then when christ came in and saves us yeah. we still have we have now the holy spirit mm-hmm. right. but we we still have remnants of that old life yeah
0: and that's part of sanctification that right. process of growing uh closer to becoming like Christ. So
1: I just would want to stress, I think the demonic too, I think one of the tactics Satan employs is this idea that it's this extreme, like Mm, foaming at the mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But what you're describing, Dave is, is, is an influence. And I think that's what, what the demonic looks like in so many ways. It's the influence of something that looks good on the outside, like work. And that consumes me and it becomes an idol and I'm totally controlled by it. Um, Dare I say, possessed by it, like, like in it and I'm right. Mm -hmm. But to look at it from a social, that looks like a normal person. He's a hard worker, hard worker. Oh man. And so it's even kind of honored in our culture. That's exactly right. But it's just as much demonic as somebody that's, you know,
0: well, and Scripture says that that angel, uh, that that Satan, uh, appears as an angel of light. Um, he's not stupid in the sense that he's going to be obvious. I mean, uh, here, here's just a quick reference. I just thought of it. We, we've got a stray dog in our neighborhood, and we're trying to catch it, and it's scared of everything. So, what do we do? I'm not going out there. Uh, with a, a rope and a lasso, I'm going out there with food, I'm, I'm kind of setting up a trap. And I think that's kind of like what Satan does to us, is he knows how to get us uh, very subtly to take part in the things that we shouldn't be taking part in.
2: Well, the first book of the Bible and the last book of the Bible and everything in between is a storyline of Satan's one thing that he does is deception. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It starts with deception and it ends with deception. It ends with Satan deceiving the nations. That's right. Into the idiotic thing of thinking that they can take down God, right? (laughs) Ultimately imploding and leading up to the second coming of Christ. You don't have to get into those details, but it's like, look, it's right there. This is what Satan and demons do. Mm -hmm. This is what the evil in the spiritual realm does they trick and they deceive. So you're crazy. If you think that you can learn anything about the spiritual world outside of what God tells you, you need to know about it. Yeah. So that's why I like getting back to like what the Bible says is really important. That's right. A- another thing I think is interesting too, is like, all right. So like, my kid's not going to, he's going to do trick-or-treating, but he's not going to like dress up as like a witch or a wizard or anything like that. But how would I feel if he wanted to do that? And I think it really comes down to the reason why as well. Like for example, like I forget who it was, but I remember hearing a story of, um, of uh, some person who adopted a bunch of kids and, and very Jesus focused Bible wanted kids to understand the Bible and never allowed any, um, fairy tales, Never allowed any books like with like talking animals or or, or or anything like that. And I get where she's coming from. But the story goes what ended up happening is that their kid, those kids when they grew up, they became very easily deceived because they were raised thinking that everything was just like like literal, concrete. It's how they studied the Bible. That's how they saw the world. And so you're so easily duped, right? Yeah. Um, there's something about um, as long as you're recognizing, like, this is just make-believe and fantasy. And you capitalize just, right? Yeah. It's like, all right, so can can your kids watch um, S- Star Wars? I don't know. There's Space Wizards in that. How do you feel good about Space Wizards? It's like, you can go down this rabbit trail where it's like, you, you really can't talk about anything in the world yeah. because everything has some kind of demonic influence. Yeah. Yeah. The question isn't not sh- shouldn't you or should you, but rather like what's a rise, wise way, r- wise way to raise your kids. Like, Tooth Fairy is another example. Yeah. It's like, when it's like later on, it's like, oh, you duped me. I believe in something stupid like the Tooth Fairy. It's like, ha ha, we got you. We did that. It has to have fun with you. Now, is that wrong? Yeah, maybe it's wrong. But maybe it's also good. Maybe it's right. Because it's like, look, you believe in something stupid. Um, welcome to the world of adults, right? There's and a lot your of deception that parents lie there. to you. Your, your parents <laughs> lie to you, right? To, to mess with you and have fun yeah. with you. And you yeah. can't trust your parents, but you can trust <laughs> Jesus. And <laughs> bring it all back to the gospel. Yeah. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying you should do the tooth fairy, but it's like, yeah. hey, we did it, you know, whatever. Yeah. He's, my, my my youngest still thinks there's a tooth fairy and he's gonna learn quickly that it's not. And it's almost like a test, like how long until he like actually figures it out. Yeah. But it's not as cut and dry as that. you know it's not as cut and dry as like should you or shouldn't you?
0: Yeah, you're you're right. Um, and uh, so listen, we're running out of time to wrap this up. Um, pumpkin spice in the fall or not?
1: No <laughs> so i was I was really stoked. Um, my wife and I, on Saturday mornings like to go to a local like a a coffee shop, and uh they did a special this fall. And they included chai tea in their fall drinks because you could buy get buy one get one free, so you could buy one chai and get a second one free, and so they included chai in that. So that that was a winner.
0: I'm not a coffee drinker. Uh, You guys know that, so it doesn't. It's like foreign to me. I don't really understand it. So um, I don't pumpkin pie
2: latte. I don't even think there's coffee in. Is there really coffee in it? (laughs) No, yeah, that's but, what yeah. I
0: wonder from the people that I know there that is. drink coffee. I'm um, sure, it's kind of like it's mostly sugar and flavor and a little bit of coffee. But um, I think those things are like the, it's the gateway
2: drug, right? <laughs> you start with those fruity drinks, and before you know it, you're just like, I'll take four shots of espresso and hot water. Yeah,
0: that's what Starbucks is famous for is roping people in and getting them. It's um, like
2: yeah, it's, it's the marijuana of
0: <laughs> it's the coffee world. No, All seriously, right, I want <laughs> I, I want to wrap this up um, just by touching on real quick. Uh, final thoughts, Dewey? Do, do you have any final thoughts on the to- topic of of uh, of uh, anything related to what we talked about? I guess Halloween.
1: I just think that am I'm, I'm in agreement. I think um, we don't want to be legalistic. We want to um, teach our children to think. Um, but I do think we do need to be sensitive to the spiritual realm. Yeah. And I think we need to be thoughtful about that. So engaging in certain practices and, you know, um, activities, uh, I just want us to be aware that the spiritual realm is very real and, um, we want to be discerning. Cause like I said earlier, our battles, not against flesh and blood, but against the powers principalities. I think there are things going on, whether it's Halloween or if it's anything Christmas or, um, birthdays forevermore. We can idolize so many things. So,
0: Dave, final words.
2: Um, Yeah, I I agree. I think it's important to realize that the spiritual world is real, and it is full of danger and deception. And it always has been from the beginning of fall, and it's going to continue to be up until the end. I mean, Satan's going to deceive the nations. I mean, that's everybody. The good news is, is that Jesus is greater than that. He had victory over that. In fact, what was so what's so cool is that Satan and demons and the and the rulers of the world, right? Uh, Pontius Pilate, the religious leaders, they they all were in cahoots, and they thought that they were going to go after God's plan by crucifying Jesus. And you know, uh, 1 Corinthians two and elsewhere talks about that. That actually was you know you wouldn't say it like deception, but it's like God tricked Satan. God tricked the demons. God tricked the wise in the world to serve His plan, to have victory over them so that Jesus would would reign supreme. So if that's true, it's dangerous to try to, to, to wade into it yourself, but you have absolute security in Christ. And so use wisdom in approaching this. Understand that it's not all pagan, but it's not all Christian, right? And also realize that you have a stewardship to your family to lead them and shepherd them. So use your Bible, but you have the Holy Spirit and you have wisdom. So whatever you decide from there, as long as it's pleasing to your conscience and the Lord, go for it.
0: Yeah, I think we all agree. I think use discernment. Um, like you said, not only in just in Halloween, but in everything we do in life, use discernment because we live in a world that is full of sin. Um, and, and now probably more than ever, we're seeing the world use that, um, to try to deceive everyone into believing something that's not true. So, um, know what truth is, seek truth, don't be deceived, um, So I think that's our word for today. And Um, don't blast people on Facebook. And don't, yeah, don't blast people on Facebook. And I I would also recommend for those churches out there, um, don't do seances at church, even for fun. So until next time, you guys have a great week. We'll see you next week right here on Behind the Mic Podcast.